Hey there, and welcome to Life as a Bee, the podcast. I'm the bee, Kelsey. Here, we talk about all things life, the struggles, the insights, and everything the human experience offers in between. Basically, each week I'm touching on themes that come up in my own personal life and sharing them with you. So let's connect on the process. Thanks for listening. This week, the art of doing what you love. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Life as a Bee, the podcast. We are on episode nine, which is crazy. I set a goal for myself for the summer to do 10 episodes, so I think we're going to make it because next week is the end of summer and that will be the 10th episode, so that's pretty cool. This week's really exciting because I have a guest. I had the beautiful honor of having a chat with my friend Kristen about a week ago. We chatted for like an hour or so, and honestly, it would have been longer, but I had somewhere else to be. Um, And yeah, we had a really great chat, and I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. I'll tell you a little bit more about Kristen in just a minute, but I wanted to give you guys another quick little update on what's going on in my life. So life has been good. This last week has been a little bit more quiet, I would say, than the previous week. I've been more like sitting with myself. I had some stuff come up that I felt had passed, and um, I kind of talk about that a little bit in the episode with Kristen at the beginning, but yeah, I just like had to like feel some stuff out, which was really great. Um, It's like helping me to further understand who I am and what I need in my psyche and I don't know, just getting like further connected with myself. But one thing I really wanted to talk about, and I think I'm going to do a whole podcast episode on this, and I'm so inspired to like make a video about it because I attended a one-day yoga retreat at a local um, yoga studio called The Holding Space here in Aurelia, Ontario, and it was called Boundary and Freedom was such like a beautiful title because we are working with our bodies, but I think the concept of creating boundaries, which in turn makes you free, is something that goes much deeper than our physical. Um, But the whole workshop really allowed me to connect with my physical, and it it kind of made me re- evaluate my relationship with my body. I have a pretty good relationship with my body and I've been very open about how that hasn't always been the case, but this workshop kind of propelled me into seeing that I'm ready for the next step. I'm ready to get to know her better and I'm ready to really, really sit with my body and be in my body in a way that I never have been before. And the workshop was all about arm balancing and back bends. And it was just such a safe space for me to try to get to those positions, certain positions that I often at times hold myself back from. Um, And it was an emotional day because I think we, and me talk about this in the podcast as well. When you're dealing with anything physical, like our bodies store our emotions and, I think there were some poses that I got to that really released something in me that I had been storing in or just like this fact that like I know I hold myself back out of fear a lot of times, especially in the physical sense. And um, to break through that barrier is like quite a magical thing. So yeah, I got a little bit emotional, but really what the day showed me was even through everything I've been through and all the chaos and confusion and I don't know heartbreak and everything that has occurred in my life um, 
my body is still my body. And even when there's been times when maybe you've not taken care of your body in the right way or neglected your body, like at the end of the day, it's still here and it's still yours. She is mine and I am hers. And yeah, it's just, it was like a nice reminder to be like, when everything, when you have nothing, you still have this body and you still have this power within your body. And I'm going to do, oh yeah, I'm going to do a podcast episode about it because it was just like the next level of like connecting that I needed. And I'm really excited for where this um, new journey is going to take me. So with that being said, I just wanted to share that little story with you. But I think it connects well to what Kristen and I talked about because we talk about body talk and she's a very big believer in listening to our bodies and connecting to our bodies. Um, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about Kristen. So me and Kristen met, um, I won't give the full story because we talk about it in the podcast, but we worked at an, we used to work together. So that's how we met and we bonded obviously over our love for everything woo-woo. So Kristen is, let's just like lay out some of her skills so you guys can get to know her a bit. Kristen is a Reiki master teacher. She is a certified self-discovery coach, an energy worker. She has her bachelor in metaphysics. And I think she mentioned in the podcast that she's actually currently working on her master's in metaphysics. She does spiritual counseling and she also is a tarot reader. So she's got quite the diverse range of skills and I've actually done energy sessions, Reiki sessions with Kristen before and I've had them done before but the ones that I do with her, it's so, she pays attention. We usually will talk prior to the session and I just noticed that she is someone that really pays attention to what is going on and what I'm telling her I'm needing and she will cater each session to and bring in tools like different tools so she has like sound tools or crystals or oils um, and she will incorporate them as needed and they've all been really really great experiences I've done three Reiki sessions with her um, just because for what I needed she recommended um, three and I would definitely go back I kind of want to go back to get some hypnosis stuff done as well because she also does that um, Kristen has a business, which is Kristen Dupuis Spiritual Wellness and Self-Discovery. Um, and it was born out of her own personal journey from rock bottom to thriving. It wasn't until she was at her worst that she could truly start on the path of spiritual wellness and loads of her own personal self-discovery. And we talk about this all in the podcast and how rock bottoms are such a beautiful time and she is someone that I met that I think has truly embraced the concept of rock bottom and has stepped into full alignment so she's who I wanted to talk to about in this whole idea of the art of doing what you love and being so unapologetic she is now very passionate about holding space for those on their journey she is in a place in her journey where she can now help people in who are in the early stages of their journey or experiencing rock bottoms. And I know for me, when I've been going through hard times, she has been such a support and someone that really pulls the light out of you when you maybe are only able to see the darkness. So yeah, I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this episode. And here we go. 
I guess the first thing that would be fun to talk about is the full moon was yesterday. Yes. And I'm curious to know like what was going on for you. Um, so the full moon was in Aquarius, yes. which is my sun sign, sign, right? My sun sign. Do you know what your moon is in? Aquarius. Oh as well. wow, okay. Yeah. Double Aquarius. So double oh, Aquarius. So um I was kind of feeling like a big buzz. Me too. Like a huge big buzz. Mm-hmm. Even this morning, I woke up. I actually posted something on my Instagram. And, oh, I haven't checked yet. Um, I was just kind of asking my followers, like, who's feeling this buzz? This like remnants of the full moon. So I was feeling a huge buzz last night. I even went to bed and I kind of was like grounding myself and trying to, you know, meditate a little bit and think of you know, next steps and things that I'm manifesting in my life right now. So I really felt like an intense energy. And I don't know if it's just um, because I am an Aquarius Mm -hmm. in both moon and sun, or if it was just like a really powerful full moon, but I think probably a bit of both. So I also made an Instagram post about it, but basically like this is the first full moon since the eclipses. So it's like that final let go. So I was curious to see how you were feeling because I knew you were in Aquarius. I didn't know you were in Aquarius moon, but yesterday I literally felt like I was not in my body. It was the craziest thing. Like I was floating and I was doing work and I was like, I need to sit down and meditate right now. I know. Because like, the, like I feel like I am high. Like it yeah. was the craziest thing and I was not high. Yeah. Um, just like high on the universe. <laughs> That's how I feel every day being an Aquarius. The, yeah. Like the air sign. I'm always kind of off in my own cloudy world. Yeah. So I was, <laughs> I'm glad other people. I was feeling it and then I was also feeling kind of sad and I've actually been feeling really good the last like two weeks or so and then kind of like the sadness that I've been working through earlier in the summer came back and I was like oh the moon but it makes sense because it's like that final release so like that final grieving that final like you got to feel it so I was wondering like and I know you've been going through like some changes to pushing in a new direction so I was curious to see (laughs) yeah I was the best word I could describe was buzzing yeah even this morning I'm buzzing yeah I'm really riding it and I'm going to take advantage as long as I'm feeling it like even right now it almost feels like I'm, I'm an energy worker so I do often see and feel energy pretty intensely but even just looking at my own aura I feel like it's like radiating and when I move my hands, yeah. you know, I'm part of Italian, so my hands are always moving. Um, I can see my aura kind of like tra- trailing around, so cool. I'm just going to ride it. Yeah, and I think too, Aquarius is more about like a collective as well sure. and like that connection. So I think a lot of people were experiencing that at, on like a whole. Yeah. So very interesting stuff. So it'll be interesting to see like where that goes. That was kind of like... Just a side thing, because I was curious to know what you were thinking about that. But I kind of want to jump in, um, because me and you both love this kind of stuff. Yes. And I kind of wanted to jump in and start off with talking about how we met, because I think it's a funny story, and also... I think you're someone, when I think about someone that is really embracing what they love, you are fully embracing that, but through knowing you, there's been, you, I've kind of understood the journey and why you are so like much in this kind of stuff and why you fully embrace it and are authentic in it and where you've come from. So 
I want to talk about that. But to start, I'll just tell the story kind of like of how Kristen and I first met. So we both worked um, for a government organization and it is an amazing career opportunity for a lot of people, but it doesn't really foster like that (laughs) woo-woo, have the air quote thing going on. So you don't like often bring that kind of stuff up, especially with new people coming in. So I had been working in this office and Kristen was pulled onto our team and we kind of had a couple days, I feel like, where we were just like friendly. We were like, oh yeah, she's cool. Like not really like talking about it. And then at one point Kristen was like, oh, it's my birthday. (laughs) Like, thanks for telling us. But also like the first thing that popped into my head was, oh, you're an Aquarius. And we had a moment (laughs) where Kristen was like, what? And and, and then we were like, oh, can we go there? So it's kind of leads into what I want this whole podcast to be about, which is kind of like really embracing your authentic self and doing what you love, but also navigating how to like do that in a world that maybe doesn't foster it. And especially when you're working in organizations or surrounded by family and friends that might not fully understand. Yeah. Absolutely. That's one of my favorite stories. I know. I love that story. I always tell people, I'm like, she had me at, are you an Aquarius? (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. And it was like such like a subtle thing. But it was also too, like a lot of people are into astrology. So it could have just been like, oh, like I'm like, oh, I just know that. But I think there was like something intuitively where like we knew. It was a connection that kind of just, it was like, oh my gosh, we're soul sisters now. Yeah. It was just like that sudden snap of the energy. Yeah. And then our other coworker who was like this like <laughs> middle-aged man who has like no idea of like what was going on between us was like, did you guys just become best friends? <laughs> just like an accident, a genuine moment of like two like people being like, oh, this is forever now. <laughs> oh, you're stuck with me now. Yeah. <laughs> so... With that being said, I'd like to kind of hear your story and where you came from and your journey and kind of talk about, maybe talk about a little bit about where you are now and what you, what are the things that light you up and through that, share with me and the listeners how it came to be. Sure. For me, I think, um, you know, spirituality and metaphysics, it's really just honestly the way I live now, but it wasn't always that way. Um, Growing up... I think I was spiritual, but I didn't know it. Yeah, you did you always have an interest in it? I like always, a mild interest? Yeah, there was always things, like the universe would show me mm-hmm. certain things here and there. I was always, I'm like a born researcher. I mm-hmm. love research, especially when it comes to things that I really love. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think I've always had that passion for researching and um, soul searching. So mm-hmm. I think that's always been a passion of mine. I just kind of didn't know how to harness it or um you know get in touch with it so well it's something that's not put out to us right this this is stuff that you need to kind of find on your own and one thing just to point in your research is like a lot of people will say that they're not they don't enjoy studying they don't enjoy research but try researching something you love and that will make such a big difference yeah give me a research project on like history or some uh, you know some cars yeah yeah no (laughs) i i've got nothing i've i can't help you yeah give me metaphysics spirituality Mm -hmm. paranormal i'm i'm your girl yeah i think just um you know as a child i didn't know i was an empath or a sensitive person Mm -hmm. so i didn't really understand why i always felt like a black sheep or you know that token black sheep of the family (laughs) i'm i was totally that person Mm -hmm. and 
I don't think it was because of, you know, the way my family felt about me or anything. It was just something that I kind of labeled myself as because I was having all these big feelings and these big emotions and I didn't understand them. And, you know, little did I know that they probably weren't even mine. Yeah, totally. So, you know, I come from a big family, you know, we're Dutch Italian, so um, <laughs> we're emotional and loud and and things like that. So I was just like soaking in all of this energy and these feelings and I just always felt kind of heavy and I didn't understand and I really yeah. just hadn't come into myself and I didn't understand what was happening. Totally. And then that on top of just being like a teenager. Yeah, exactly. Being a kid, being a teenager. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, then I coming into a, a young adult. So I think it wasn't until I was in college when kind of a life changing, which is typically how things yeah, like this something start, spark, right? right? Yeah, totally. Um, my grandfather passed away and um, I've always been into paranormal and ghosts and things like that. Yeah, me too. And I think that was just me tapping into what the world was like, it was almost more accepted to be interested in ghosts than it is in like exactly. energy. So that was me as a kid it's tapping kind of like, into like what was more acceptable. Exactly. Yeah. Like drugs. It's yeah. like the gateway drug. Yeah. I feel the same way. So I, I was always kind of interested in that. But when my grandfather passed away, um, you know, it like rocked my world because yeah. we were really, really close. And I had this experience, which I later kind of... Um, came to learn that it was probably a visitation from him. But um, not long, long after he passed away, I was having these dreams or visitations. And I remember the first one, like it was like a movie in my brain. And I fell asleep and I'm in this garden and there's a bench and he's sitting there. And I'm, I walk over and I sit and I'm, I'm, we're staring at each other. And all of a sudden I blurt out, I'm like, but you're not real, you're dead. And mm -hmm. he looked me square in the eye and he goes, I know. And so I would, I had that dream, you know, we would, we would chat during the dreams and just kind of talk. And so this was reoccurring. This was, this happened every night for <gasps> over two months. That's crazy. And then they just kind of naturally stopped. Mm -hmm. um, Probably so when you were ready to like let go or something, right? It, exactly. Yeah. I think, you know, it was... It felt very comforting. It wasn't a sad thing. It was very comforting. Mm -hmm. I think that, that was one of the pivotal moments in my spiritual journey that really kind of, I, do, I don't want to say blew the door open, but it definitely, you know, opened up this door. Mm -hmm. And I would say from that moment until about 2014, 2015, I was on this really secretive yeah very low-key like you said it, it's not mainstream mm -hmm. I, I think it's a lot more mainstream now than it used to be but you know going into somebody and saying like do you believe in ghosts or do you believe in angels or like what is meditation and all this stuff yeah it was never really talked about so for me it was something that I kept like I was so interested in so passionate about but I kept it really under wraps yeah it was just something that's kind of like your baby, right? You just want to hold it and protect it and not let anybody disturb it or touch it or hurt it, right? So I just was very shy, very nervous. I don't want to say embarrassed, yeah, but, but I can kind of, that. right? You've yeah, you got that judgment from people and people give you, you know, that look people give you when you're like, oh yeah, you know, um, I'm an Aquarius or um. You know, I'm going home to meditate or charge my crystals, and people are yeah, like, "Yeah, okay, right, yeah. you're one of those." Yeah, 
Yeah. Got you. And so you're like, okay, not my crowd, not my people. And I had that conversation with my sister in the podcast that we did where we, I feel like I'm finally kind of getting to the point where I'm learning not to explain myself in that regard, but it's so hard to feel that at first. And especially when you get that look, then I would always feel like, oh yeah, but like it could just be like placebo or like, or who knows, but like I enjoy it. It works for me instead of just being like, it works for me. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's unapologetic, like, right? Yeah, totally. It's, you have to, it's it's a journey to get there. Yeah. And for me, I just, at that point in my life, I just wasn't there. And I was um, in this marriage and um, we have a son together. So, um, you know, it's definitely not my style to, you know, lay blame on our marriage or anything like that. But it definitely um, ended in divorce. Mm-hmm. So, um you know, I didn't realize he, that your ex-husband was from high school. Or sorry, college. Okay. I meant college. I was like, wow. But still, uh, even at that point, it's like you were a different person. Of at course. At that age, right? So you'd come into your own and it's hard to yes. change and feel like that's okay. But it is okay, but I understand yeah. that like, I don't know how to express that I have changed. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, I never used to be that way. So I kind of had a lot of pressure that I, I've probably put onto myself where I didn't feel safe or secure or nurtured enough to really open up about my spirituality and things that I found interesting. And my ex-husband was really freaked out about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that I felt okay about opening up about. It wasn't until we got divorced that the floodgate, like the floodgates busted open. <laughs> Yeah, I'm coming out hardcore, full force, um, and I'm going to live this authentic life. And don't get me wrong, there was some rock bottoms there, and I hit that rock bottom very hard, very, very hard. And I think most people say their biggest growths come from From that rock bottom moment. And I know it sounds a little bit cliche, but it's... Um, There's only one way up. (laughs) Like, it's all these old sayings, you know, it's like, life's too short, and you've hit rock bottom, you're kind of like, you say it in passing, but when it actually happens, you're like, oh, shoot. Yeah, totally. This is actually rock bottom. Mm -hmm. Like, I was a shell of my former self, and I think for me, hitting that rock bottom, and then starting over, really, um, you know, I was 30, I was a single mom and I had this life planned out for myself and it totally came unraveled and it, you know, when I was born, I'm pretty sure I was born in a wedding dress with like, a baby doll because <laughs> I wanted to be a wife and a mother and, yeah. um, you know, I know, I don't know where that stems from, but I just, but that's I, true to you, right? Exactly. Yeah. I think I'm just a nurturing person. Yeah. So I assumed in order to fulfill that nurturing aspect of myself, I had to be a wife and a mother. Mm-hmm. The thought of me getting divorced, you know, you feel the shame of, mm-hmm. okay, you got left by somebody. So now nobody wants you. You're 30. So you yeah. kind of get that like, oh my God, I'm 30. I'm single. I'm a single mother. And I always, I just had these thoughts like, who's ever going to fall in love with a single mom, a 30 year old single mom, right? So all these egotistical thoughts were coming and coming and coming. And I think once I hit that rock bottom moment, I felt like, okay, I can either go two ways. I can go up or I can stay here. Yeah, I was going to say when I said there's only one way, but the truth is there's two options. Yes. Right? Like yeah. you can stay in that state 
and be very uncomfortable or grow and still be uncomfortable, but be moving towards your truth. Exactly. And whoever said growing or spirituality or metaphysics was easy clearly has never been here because, you know, when you're up leveling and you're, you're experiencing that growth, you have those growing pains. Mm -hmm. It is uncomfortable. Sometimes you're so far away from your comfort zone. You're like, what the hell am I doing here? Who am I to be doing this? And then you're kind of like, who the hell am I not to be doing this? And um, you kind of just keep pushing forward. And the more you push forward and align with your true self, your authentic self, that's when everything really starts to fall into place. Yeah, but you need to do the work to get there. Riley and I talked about this as well in the podcast, but with the whole law of attraction thing, like there is like this big belief, a group of people that believe that you just sit there and have happy thoughts. And yeah. That's not spirituality to me. Spirituality is doing that inner work. Absolutely. And looking at your shadow. So when you're 30, a single mother, and you're feeling unlovable, like that's yeah. your shadow. And you have the opportunity yeah. to look at that and say, where is yeah. that coming from? Why do I feel that way? Exactly. Yeah, you either stay in that or you analyze it and say, okay, and how do I change this? Yep. What do I do to change this? How yeah. can I love myself? Yeah, and, and I think... You're absolutely right. And there was lots of times where I thought, screw it, I'm giving up. I, like, who who am I to live this kind of life, the life that I'm creating and um, wanting to manifest? And, you know, again, that's ego talking. And it's trying to overcome these thoughts that aren't really reality. They're just these pressures you're putting on yourself. And, you know, you're putting thoughts and opinions into your head that really don't have any business being there. So for me, it was really doing that inner work and like digging, digging deep. And I'm still digging. I'm still growing every single day. And I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think if you stop growing and you stop digging, yeah. that's when and you know, I think you're giving that, up, right? Yeah. I think that's a really healthy way to look at it too. I have come across a couple people in recent times that don't think that they think they've figured it all out. And yeah. you can't I can't help but just kind of like laugh. Laugh. Not laugh at them, but <laughs> no. just laugh because you know that that's not the point of yeah. life. Like you're continuing to yeah. grow and you might figure out one thing, but like in a couple months or a year or so, yeah. you're gonna be hit with a new challenge because that's the way things go and there's yeah. always lessons to be learned. And I think it's more about learning how to deal with the challenges versus the challenge itself in a way. Exactly. I think for me, one of the biggest um, changes that I kind of went through was changing my perspective. Bad things will happen, challenges will happen, tragedies are gonna happen, you know, people die, um, people lose jobs, mm -hmm. people get divorced, all that stuff happens. It, you know, I've been divorced, I'm 30, like what was me? Like it happens to hundreds, thousands, millions, billions of people every yeah. single day getting a divorce doesn't make me special. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we all have our own experiences on our own journeys on our own path. Um, but for me, I had to decide how I was going to look at my life now because there was just no way I could look at it the way that I was looking at it before. Totally. I changed. My life changed. And I really had to, to flip that perspective. Mm -hmm. I think once you do, everything is completely changed completely new and for me it was like a, a light switch that went on and 
it just, it can't go off again. I fully like feel that too. Yeah. And I feel like that is the key. It's the shift in pers- uh, perspective yeah. because I, I don't know who said it first, but I always hear people say it, a miracle. Like we're always looking for miracles yeah. and the miracle is really a shift in your perspective. I couldn't agree with that more. Yeah. That's I all we're looking to that. see things differently. And yeah. Um, when we're in that rock bottom, of course, feel what you need to feel because it's super unhealthy to just pretend yeah. like everything's fine yeah. yes, <laughs> when everything was... is not fine, Absolutely. but also to see it as an opportunity. Yeah. So as you're feeling it and you're sad, you know that you're going to get to a point where you're like, okay, what opportunity does this hold? And yeah. for you, that was to dive into all this stuff that you love. Exactly. It was really just kind of, you know, that classic, I'm a caterpillar waiting yeah the metamorphosis (laughs) I'm in this chrysalid and I'm just waiting to um you know become this butterfly because I'm in this huge transformation it was just very life-altering I feel like when I kind of emerged from the cloud um again I still do work on myself all the time Mm -hmm. every day like you said new things always come into your life that are challenges or something that you need to overcome But I think with the change of perspective, instead of always facing things with that kind of resistance Mm -hmm. where you're constantly butting, butting, butting ahead. So you're, you're resisting the issue and the issue is resisting your resistance Mm -hmm. and you're just caught up in that state of resistance. Nothing can flow naturally. Yeah. Nothing can flow through. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So when you're feeling all these feelings, I don't resist them. Let the, let the emotions come. Let the feelings come live in them for a little bit and feel them and send them love, send them light, send them gratitude. Because without certain emotions, we would never be able to really truly appreciate being happy or um, the beauty of every day if we don't know what the other side looks like. Totally. And I always say with light, there is darkness and to see the light, the brightest of light, you need to see the darkest of dark. Without the highest highs, how would you know what a high high is without exactly. a low low? Exactly. And I think that that's something that's really important to reiterate. And also just like the ability to feel what you need to feel. It was so funny. Yes. Like I'm, I'm really just kind of learning this and like learning how to master it. And when yeah. I have an emotion come up to actually let myself feel it. Because for a long time I was like feel it. But I don't think I was actually letting myself right. feel it. But it's kind of like that fake it till you make it, like I knew that that was the right thing I needed to be doing, so eventually something like clicked in me, probably within the last like six months or so, probably like a month or so ago, I was going through a really hard time, and I was like in the shower, and I just started crying, and I was like, hey, just feel it, and I just cried for like one minute, and then I just like was like, okay, I'm fine, I'm good, I'm good now, and I was like, I'm like, am I good? Like, I was like, trying to be like, what's happening? Is there more? And it was like, no, I just like needed to release something, and I actually like truly allowed myself to release it, and I was like, Oh, whereas before it would have been like days of me crying or feeling like unlike balanced, but not actually just like allowing it to come through. So it was like that weird resistance where I was still kind of in like a low space, but not like allowing like the energy to push itself through. And it's okay to be low. It's okay to nourish and honor and heal your body Mm -hmm. and your, and your mind and your soul and and really just tap into those emotions because I think it like you said that's healthy it's called growth yeah growing and 
emotions are very important and I always tell my clients it's fine to do all that stuff just don't live there yeah you can't live there with these emotions you have to let them come but also naturally let them go Mm -hmm. when you're just fascinated with being in that stuck place that's where you stay sometimes tend to like stay in that stuck state because I'm still holding on to something so I have to do inner work to figure out why I was so much more content staying in the stuck yep. than I was to push forward. And it's yep. it's basically fear-based, right? It always is. It's, it, it, I know. <laughs> Number one thing, fear. Yeah. <laughs> fear is real. That, it's, it's totally real. And, you know, it's that fight or flight kind of response. It's fear is healthy because, it, it, to me, it allows me to know that I'm outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. If I'm fearful of moving forward, I'm like, okay, like, buckle up, we're jumping now. Totally. It's like the tarot card, the fool. Like, yeah. the fool tarot card. Like, we're about to, t- to take our dog and our package, and we're walking over this cliff. Yeah. Like, we're going. A hundred percent. that's kind of how I judge. I'm like, okay, I'm scared shitless of this, so it's probably a great idea. <laughs> yeah. And that's me, too. Like, my one of my biggest things in the past, like, six months or so as well has been, like, where there's discomfort, there's room for growth. Oh and gosh, that's whenever I, I, that. I, w- I would look at myself whenever I was feeling uncomfortable with something. That's the thing I knew that I needed to focus on and yep. work on. Yep. So if you're ever feeling uncomfortable in something, probably at least requires a bit of attention. S- attention, yeah. yes. Yeah, and I, I couldn't agree with that anymore. So I wanted to ask you also about, so that's kind of like your path and you dived in. You were learning to be very unapologetic about yourself. Yep. Um, how did you find that in like a work environment or with family and friends that maybe didn't understand as well like what is your advice or like what are the things that you like struggled with and have kind of come to accept in interacting with people while still expressing this your true authentic self sure (laughs) again that takes a little bit of work so once I've kind of can't go in and be like I'm here crystal hello everybody gets a you get a crystal you got like Oprah of crystals over here um I think once you start to walk that authentic line, that, you know, that path, it's hard to let certain people get you down because you're just on this. At least for me, I really felt I was finally me. I was finally comfortable being who I was. And don't get me wrong. There's, I kind of put it this way. I like to feel my crowd out. Yeah. I like to kind of sense where I am and what I'm doing and what the energy of the people are around me. So I'm not going to go into, you know, my mechanic and be like, so you like crystals or, you know, like you want an energy session because they're probably going to look at me and be like, I want to fix your engine. (laughs) (laughs) So you kind of have to feel your, your crowd out a little bit. And it's not that I'm embarrassed or that I'm hiding. It's just that I'm, I'm not going to waste my time and energy on, people that are going to look at me like I'm I've got three heads totally and you know not everybody is into like air quote woo woo stuff mm-hmm. and that's absolutely fine that's your path I'm you know I can't sit here and be like my past the best because I'm living it it's the best for me but it might not be best for my mechanic or for totally. my doctor or for my co-workers or for my you know my family I just have to lead the life that I feel the most comfortable in. Um, it kind of reminds me of the time my son was born. And 
I was having a really hard time breastfeeding. And I remember the doctors and the nurses and my midwife all surrounding me like my, don't get me wrong, my midwives are like the bomb. So they were just trying to really nurture me into helping. And I just remember the nurses kind of like latching him on and being like, Kate, yeah, you're good. Walk away. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How'd you do that? Like I haven't slept in four days and I'm like an absolute mess. And I just remember him crying and then I would start to cry Mm -hmm. because I just felt that resistance. Like it was just whatever everybody was just imposing all these ideas and judgments on me. And I wasn't honoring the fact that my body knew what it needed to do. I was a mother. I had to honor that I was a mother and that I had to choose what was best for me as the mother and my baby. Mm -hmm. So once I, and it didn't really take me too long. It was probably about a week of struggling where I just thought, okay, everybody had gone back to work. I was alone with my son and I thought, okay, I can continue to struggle, which causes anxiety in my baby, or I can just do what I naturally think I should do. And I started bottle feeding him. Mm -hmm. It turned out, um, I got mastitis and I, I worked really hard. I worked with a lactation consultant. Like I, I do feel that it was, you know, breast is best and all that jazz, but it wasn't my path. It wasn't what was right for me and my family. So once I started just doing what I felt was right for me, everything just felt better, felt lighter. So I kind of compare that, right? So once I started to walk into that authentic self, everything felt lighter. And when you feel light and you feel good, you want more of that, right? It's just a natural, like humans have that natural state of joy that you know, you're born with and it's society and other Mm -hmm. people that really take that away from us, Mm -hmm. right? I got resistance from people and of course, especially working in a government building as we did, you know, people would call me granola or hippie and and I kind of just thought, you know what? Embrace it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, you're right. I am a hippie and hippies are cool. And so is granola. So yeah. Granola is very good it's for you. It's very good for you. And, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take that as a compliment. And I think the hardest thing for people is we care about what other people think. Mm-hmm. And I think when we care a lot about what other people think, we aren't living an authentic life. Totally. We're living for other people. And the minute I started to live for myself was the minute that everything changed. It was, again, I like I kind of um, think of that light switch. It just kind of like that light bulb that goes off. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I don't actually care what you think. And yeah. it's funny how many people are actually secretly into this kind of stuff. Yeah, totally. I, I agree with that as well. And I think that sometimes, too, when you're just truly in your authenticity, A... The people that don't get it don't phase you as much. They're not in the same frequency as you. So, like, even if they're making comments half the time, I don't even hear them. I'll have someone be like, did you hear that? And be like, no. I was in my own world. (laughs) Exactly. Or (laughs) these people all of a sudden see you in your light and they're like, ooh, I I want a piece of that. And then they will open up in a way that they might have not before. Exactly. I try to walk as as authentically as I can and my goal in life is to be true to myself and to be happy and I think when people see other people 
genuinely happy. Like you said, the frequency. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will try to actually raise up and match that frequency. Mm-hmm. And the people that don't, well, they can't touch you because they're not on the same wavelength as exactly. you. Exactly. It's, you know, it's a lot like um, we all vibrate at certain vibrations. And, you know, we all know like death and cancer vibrate very, very, very low. Illness and sickness vibrate mm-hmm. low. I always try to keep myself vibrating as high as I can, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's from meditation or wearing essential oils or positive intentions or just taking a minute to do um, a body check. So sometimes if I'm feeling and I can manifest some pretty severe anxiety sometimes, Mm -hmm. and that's how I know I've been ignoring my authentic self. So I stop and I check in. I'm like, okay, why am I feeling like this? I think as a society, we we are really bad at asking our bodies what it needs. Because yeah, your body is going to tell. Totally. I want to talk about this a little bit just because yeah. so I was having the weirdest experiences with my body. that mm-hmm. and, and now I'm like, oh, it was like warning signals. But basically, I was hanging out with a certain person. And I would get like shoots of like pain up my arm, down my arm into my fingers and like anxiety in my chest and these shoots of pain. And it was only when I was hanging out with this person and it just like was the weirdest thing. In hindsight, I'm like, I think that was my body just being like, something's not right. Um, Like we weren't like, we just weren't meshing well. And like, it was every time something would kind of happen, I would get these like shoots of pain and it was like, my body was talking to me. And you doing energy work and being in Reiki and all that stuff would probably have like some, I want to hear what you have to say about it. Yeah. So I am a very like huge believer in you can heal yourself, you know, your thoughts create reality, all Mm -hmm. that stuff. So, um, I'm a huge believer in, um, illness coming from an emotional standpoint. Totally. So a lot of these emotions get trapped in our body, you know, like the shooting of the pain Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, all these diseases and we ignore them because we're like, oh, it's just a little back pain or it's, oh, it's just my arm hurts mm-hmm. or, you know, oh, my, I've got a bit of a limp because my leg's kind of hurting, my hip's hurting. And we just, as a society, we're like, take some more set and be done with it. Like, yes. we don't have Bandage. time for this. Like, Bandage let's just it. put this cloud over it. Right. And I think we, we stop listening to those warning signs because that's what they are. They're warning signs that our bodies are giving us and we're just ignoring them or masking them with medications or, um, you know, just ignorance. Right. Totally. So when you actually stop, that's why I love to tell, um, you know, people that you should really stop and do body check-ins. Whether you just kind of, if you're working at a desk or you're, you know, you've got five minutes on a lunch break or in the morning or in the evening and just kind of sit and be with yourself, like be still with one, with yourself and, um, be one with yourself and just kind of ask your body, okay, what do you need from me? What are you telling me? You can do this in meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, you can bring spirit guides in. You can use tarot. Um, I'm really into the holistic tarot. Yeah. Using tarot as a holistic tool to um, bring out into the consciousness what you're thinking subconsciously or what you already know deep down inside but maybe need a little bit more clarification yeah. on. That's what I always say about tarot. Like a lot... People see it different ways, but I think like you're going to pull a card 
and you might pull a card and something's going to resonate. Another person's going to pull the exact same card and something else is going to resonate, but that's because it's like triggering something in your subconscious mind that you need to know. Yeah. Right. So, and half the time when we pull tarot cards, we actually truly do know what the answer is. We just kind of need that that validation. validation. And we like, this goes back to the body talk thing. Like we live in a world where I feel like we've kind of been taught not to trust our intuition and to trust what our body's telling us or like that gut instinct. So also if you have anything to say about kind of like leaning into your intuition more. Sure. Because that's a huge thing for me that I'm currently working through. Absolutely. Yeah. People, I think, like you said, society isn't based on let's follow our intuition here. Because no, people like, are like you're say? crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> it's it's something I find very frustrating because um I really am all about following that intuition, following that gut feeling that you have. Um, and I get irritated because sometimes I don't follow it. And yeah. then I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're such an idiot. You knew this was a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes we don't follow it and we learn lessons. And I think that's great as long as we're learning them and growing and moving on from them. But mm-hmm. um, for me, again, it's checking in with that body, in my, with my body. And... Um, developing my intuition more and more and more and you can do that in a variety and variety of different ways whatever kind of works for you whether it's through reiki or energy sessions or hypnosis or meditation or journaling there's lots of ways to develop it and um and kind of get to know your intuition. Yeah, I was going to say different people experience intuition in different ways. Absolutely. So you might feel that tightening in your mm-hmm. your solar plexus or you know your your stomach and you're like okay this is my intuition talking some people may get those prickly you know goosebumps yeah. the prickles in the back of your neck or maybe it's just a knowing your yeah, your, a- your clairs are coming in the more you lean into that and observe your body's reaction to certain situations mm-hmm. the more you're going to trust it totally so when you're in a situation like you said Meeting with that person, your arm shooting a pain in your yeah, arms. Never experienced that before <laughs> in my life. You're like, am I having a heart attack? <laughs> but your body's sending, it's matching your energy, and obviously your intuition, your energy knew something was going totally. on, and I think we're very quick to brush that off. Yeah. And the more you come into it, the more you know. You can just it's practice, right? Yeah, totally. It's all about practicing. So, you know, you might do it at work or you might do it at home or you might come into these situations. You're like, okay, yeah, I got to work on my intuition. Okay, what am I feeling here? What am I, don't overthink it. Just kind of let it happen. Yeah, that and is and also counterintuitive. You're like, all <laughs> yeah. right, intuition, tell me what to do now. <laughs> okay, like, I've got my notepad here. Yeah. Tell me what to do. It's I, not like that. I think you can get to a point where you can control it in that sense. But you, to right out definitely. of the gate, just be like, I've never meditated before. I know, <laughs> I've never, like, I don't know. I'm just going to sit there and be like, blank, and I'm going to know. Exactly. That's you have to build up that trust. And that's kind of the wall I'm breaking through right now Mm -hmm. is that trust because like you, there's been so many times when I knew things or I knew how certain people were feeling because I'm also an empath or I've like observed these things and I know it. And then I either will doubt myself or someone else or something else will cause me to doubt it. And I'll, I'll put it to the side and then only for it to come to fruition and me be like, Oh, Damn it. Dang if only I had yeah. listened, I would save myself three months this or Yeah, totally. And, and like you said, it goes back to that inner work. 
Yeah. If you're not working on developing it or you're not working on, you know, feeling the energy or leaning into that intuition, then it's never going to develop. We are all born innately with this, you know, power of intuition. And I'm a firm believer that we're all born with, you know, gifts. And it's just learning how to honor your gifts, learning what they are and leaning into those and really just kind of following that intuition and following those feelings that you're getting because we're all energy. You know, the objects in the room we're in, you know, the dresser has energy, the table has energy. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything has a certain energy that it gives off. We just have to, you know, tap into that Mm -hmm. and, and develop that a little bit. So yeah, I think that it takes practice and it's a really cool tool to develop. And, you know, I think it's something that we as a society really steer so far away from. And it's it's so holistic and, and such a powerful tool that I, I really try to hone in on it. And I try to develop it as much as I can. You know, I know life happens and sometimes we get into certain situations and then after you're like, I'm so... Nobody's perfect. We're always learning and growing, but it's definitely a great tool. Yeah. I think that we should all really try to tap into. Exactly. And not being too hard on yourself when you don't tap into it because like you were just saying, like we're human. This is the human experience and like it's yeah. all really it all really is trial and error, right? And like the first time something happens, we can't expect to be 100% on it. It's like exactly. riding a bike, right? Yeah. Or anything like that. Like we're not you can't just jump into something at a hundred percent, unless you're like one of those people that just like does everything amazing, (laughs) not me, but so I don't know what that's like, but I would describe my brother as that kind of person. Yeah. We all know one person. Yeah. I'm like the one always struggling and, and you know, having trouble in school. My brother's like, yeah, I didn't study and I aced it. And I'm here I am like studying for six days in a row and yeah, like barely scraped by totally. with a C. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, I know. But that. even those people struggle in different ways or totally. ways that we yeah, don't 100%. understand, right? It's just, it's all about that perspective and that exactly. And I think too, in some regard, like with that, with like that being good at everything, like we it would almost be better it's better to not be good at everything because then you understand like the effort and the work that goes into it and everyone has something that they need to put effort into absolutely it's easier just to see what the other person's good at because like that's shining right that's their light and that's like that's shining through but there's also things that they would struggle with just as you do exactly i mean no human being can be perfect it's, I think that's a huge thing that, pe- that it's like, we know that, but I think people still really struggle with understanding that perfectionism is not exactly. practical. It's not real. Exactly. Yeah. It's like that. Oh, this a whole Instagram life totally. and real life. Totally. I'm not going to sit here and post. Well, actually I, I do try to post raw and real, um, things on but my it's Instagram. But it's still curated. It's but always going to be. It's totally. Yeah. A hundred percent. You're not, you're, you're putting your best out there. Yeah. Even when you're being open, because I too will sometimes try and be more like raw and vulnerable on Instagram. I'm still very well aware that that is curated. Like I have still edited that. I have seen, there's seen the vulnerability in the way I want them to see it. I think sometimes we lose grip on that Mm -hmm. and we tend to focus and 
pinpoint and, and you know, nitpick like, oh, that person, her hair is always perfect and her yeah. makeup's on point and, or, you know, she's always wearing the best clothes or he's always got the best this or that. And yeah. really we have no idea if, you know, that person just spent three hours doing their hair and makeup to look like that. A hundred percent. And just kind of put the hashtag, just woke up like this. Like, we, we, don't, no, we know, don't know, right? Things, and it's better to focus on yourself at the end of the day. Yeah, if you're focusing on yourself, to take it back to the intuition. If you are working on trusting yourself and embracing that part of you, then it's almost easier, too, to see the perfectionism and other people and I think too to just know that perfectionism isn't a thing like the only way to truly be perfect is to embrace your imperfection exactly (laughs) I always say it's perfectly imperfect in the end of the day if you're happy and you've done your best and like I like I always say if you're growing and moving um then it is perfectly imperfect and I'm I'm okay with that and I embrace that and um I think it makes me who I am flaws and all it's it's just such a tricky thing to kind of get your mind wrapped around going that judgment you place on others are you projecting are you is this a genuine emotion and why would I really care what this girl's hair looks like or this guy's car looks like or you know whatever and I like to bring it back into myself and say okay but who cares why would I care if her hair is perfect or his car is fast or yeah. they have a big house and I have a small house? Yeah, why or, is that, like, like, quote, unquote, triggering me in a negative way? Exactly. And I think it's that whole saying, like, comparison is the theft of joy. And in my yes. very first podcast episode, I talked about how, like, when we are truly willing to embrace ourselves and see the beauty in ourselves, it's easier to look at the beauty in another person and actually see that beauty and be happy. So, like... If there, if there was a girl with, with beautiful hair, when you're like truly in yourself and doing that inner yeah. work, you can say, oh my gosh, your hair is so pretty. But that doesn't mean my hair is like, my hair is just different. Exactly. <laughs> and then, I feel like we're talking about hair, but we're actually talking about like much yep. deeper. Yeah. <laughs> hair is just a but code word easy, for yeah, uh, like a lot of other things. A deeper, deeper <laughs> issue here. We think the surface stuff is what, we're focusing on it's easier to focus on that easier to say put a label and like use our logic mind and be like exactly instead of actually digging in deep and figuring out why this is the way it is why where it stems from where did it come from and how am I going to release it yeah if it if it's no longer serving right so I think the surface stuff that we tend to focus on is just that this, the, just we're scratching the surface of something mm-hmm. that just runs so much deeper. Totally. But we don't take the time to figure out what that is and do the digging. Yeah. And that's where you're, you'll truly come into that authentic self is when you do the work and do the digging and, and really figure out and release what that trap. Yeah. And when you have moments where you see something that might cause you to feel less than to witness the feeling and then acknowledge where it's coming from and move forward. Exactly. Right. That's the whole yep. point of this growth and journey. Yep. Ah, I love it. So I'm wondering what you're doing right now in like, and what kind of things are inspiring you? Like, what are you super into at this moment in terms of like your energy work and stuff? And 
Are there things that you're currently like pulling, drawing on for inspiration? So I, I am a true Aquarius. <laughs> I am always up in the clouds. Um, but I do find doing energy work and doing things that I'm passionate about ground me. Mm -hmm. So as scatterbrained as stuff that I kind of seem on the outside, when I'm really in my healing room and I'm doing an energy session on somebody or I'm doing Reiki or we're doing hypnosis or we're just having like spiritual chats or whatever, I feel so grounded in myself and that definitely inspires me. Being around other people, um, you know, like you and I, mm -hmm. we could sit here for hours and yeah, hours just and talk just about talk it. about stuff and it just seems like it's never enough time. Things like that inspire me. Mm -hmm. So, at, you know, once we kind of walk away today and um, we go about our day, I'll probably ride that high of this yeah. inspiration for a while. So I try to surround myself with people that inspire me. Mm -hmm. Strong, fierce women, um, strong men. Um, you know, my family inspires me every single day. My husband inspires me. Um, more so in terms of like tangible things that listeners could take away. Do you have any like books that really like changed it for you or people that you follow on Instagram or podcasts or things that you, that yeah. like even like tarot decks. Cause I know you're super into tarot. Like are okay, there any yeah. things that like you have really resonated with that yeah. have propelled you deeper into where you are. Yeah. So one of my all time favorite books will be forever and ever is the alchemist. Yeah. <laughs> I love that book. I know I just, it's like a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. Exactly. Because, right. Yeah. Like, it's, and, and, um, Paulo, the author, he just writes such wicked books Yeah. and I've, I've haven't hated anything I've read by him before, but that one really just stuck out with me. Mm -hmm. Um, man, I read a lot of books. <laughs> I wish I have so many like half read books. I know. I, like, I, need to I know. <laughs> I have. I read a lot of books, um, but that one is definitely one of the ones that really stand out. Um, one of the podcasts that I've been enjoying lately is the Spiritual Boss Babe one. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy her. She's really raw and real, and I, I think she's really cool. Um, Especially for like women that are looking to enter into like a spiritual entrepreneur. Absolutely. Yeah, she definitely thing, does right? that. Yeah. Um, and just connecting, right? You would connect with her because you're aligned. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's, that's such a good aspect. I think you'll just kind of stumble upon people that you align with. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really into Luna Nate. Oh yeah. I love her. <laughs> I just love her. She has a YouTube channel. She used to be on Tingles, but I've noticed that she's not, not there, there anymore. anymore. I know she does a Patreon, but I just watch her free videos. She does like, um, Reiki and energy session by proxy or distance, but she's just a real cool chick. She's so down to earth. She's yeah. so smart. She's really good about like giving shout outs to people she buys from. Yeah, she shops local yeah. and um, she actually gives a lot of shout outs to a lady that does like botanicals and stuff. Yeah. And she's from Montreal. Oh, I didn't know So that. I just, I really think she's really cool. She has a lot of, like you said, a lot of great knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, as an energy worker, um, I love getting tips and tricks from her because sometimes yeah. she'll do something or say something. I'm like, holy crap, I totally resonate with that. And it sticks with my mind. I'm like, I have to, I have to try that. Yeah. Next time I get to do is. An energy session. I'm going to totally try that. Or, yeah. So she's somebody that really inspires me and really 
I use the gets me like in that creative space. Totally. I use the term expander for someone like that because they're yeah. expanding their potential. I love That's that. That's not my term. Um, it's from a woman called Lacey Phillips who has okay. a website called To Be Magnetic, and she will often say when you're working on manifesting and calling in the next phase of your yep. life to find people that expand you and hold yep. what you too want. Yeah. Um. So that would be like a perfect example yeah. of an expander for that. you because she's right that. in the realm that you want to be in. She right. She is, and she's just. I don't know. There's just something about her. Like I said, we're just completely aligned. So I'm obsessed with watching her and I literally watch her every night before I bed, go to bed because it totally puts me in a meditative. Yeah. Like totally. Sometimes I fall asleep watching her videos because I'm just so relaxed. Like I said, surrounding myself with the things that make me happy and bring me joy really elevates me and pushes me and motivates me to move forward. Um, as far as kind of what are the next steps with my business ventures, mm-hmm. um, I well first off, why don't you tell explain like what your business is and okay. what you currently do, and then talk about where you see it going. Sure. So um, I own Kristen Dupuis Spiritual Wellness and Self Discovery, and I just founded myself kind of last year November. So this November will be one year. So I'm still in the infancy oh, stages, yeah. but. It's been something that I've been working and focusing on for years and years and years. It just kind of took me a little while to get here. And again, that was just my journey and my path. But um, so I do, I'm a Reiki master teacher. So I do Reiki, I do energy sessions, I do uh, hypnosis. So I'm a certified hypnosis practitioner. And I also am a certified life coach. I hold a bachelor's of metaphysics from the University of Arizona. So I'm currently actually working on my master's in that. So <laughs> um, I really, even working on my master's, I draw from a lot of the stuff that you do within my business to try to um, you know, help me stay focused on what I'm trying to write about my thesis and things like that. Um, you know, any, any, I do tarot readings and things like that. So, you know, it's a spiritual based business, obviously. So that's kind of the, so are those sessions that you offer, is it all in person or do you have online offerings? Um, yep. So I do most in person. I love in person. Yeah. It's just Um, a little, the connection's a little deeper. Yeah. You can still get the stuff done. Yeah. Like online and stuff. I would imagine. Absolutely. So Reiki knows no time or space Mm -hmm. so that it's not like, um, it can't reach you, and I actually am going to start offering distance Reiki in the very, very near future. So, because this day and age, people are busy. Yeah. People are always on the go, so I want to offer something that is convenient, but still allowing people to tap into that spiritual yeah. side and being able to work it into their lives. Right. And that allows you to expand from people that aren't local too, right? Exactly. Just, exactly. You can expand your offering and your service. Exactly. And giving back to the world at a greater capacity. Exactly. And that's my goal. And that's Reiki's goal yeah. is to heal the world, right? So um, I do distance Reiki. I can do tarot readings. Uh, I can do a reading okay. and then send it via email. I can do hypnosis online. So I can actually tailor scripts or do a generic script and then send it to you via email. Um, so, so far that's kind of what I offer, um, online right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm always into ideas and kind of figuring out the, the, the next steps. So if there's something that kind of 
feels right and pops in and that I'm going to explore, then I'll definitely post that and, and keep you guys in the loop. But for now, that's what I offer online wise. Mm -hmm. Um, and then everything is also offered in person. And then you can do single sessions or you can do group sessions for certain ones like hypnosis or, um, and plus I think group energy is so cool. Mm -hmm. Such a, um, a unique experience and, you know, we don't always agree with the other person's energy, but I think it's also a good learning. It's a connecting, too. right? It's a really yeah. good connecting. And when people are coming together for a group hypnosis or a group meditation or, you know, things like that, we're probably all there for similar reasons. Mm-hmm. And we're all kind of probably all into spirituality. Well, totally. And if you believe in things the way I see them, it's like you're all meant to be in that room for a reason. Exactly. I don't think we meet or come across anybody by accident. Yeah. So... I just love to honor that and um, get those group dynamics going. So sometimes if, um, you know, yoga sessions are having um, visitors in and I can go around and do Reiki or um, a meditation slap hypnosis session, you know, things like that. I love partnering and collaborating with people and um, trying new things. And if I can go out into the world and do what I love and what I'm passionate about, I feel like I'm honoring myself and honoring the universe so yeah I'm always kind of open to anything yeah (laughs) but that's kind of what I do um, professionally in the business so amazing yeah is there any like final things that you wanted to say some advice um for 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 me it was just checking in with myself again and honoring myself in doing that hard work and I know some people get put off when they hear work or hard work, mm-hmm. but in the end, to step into that authentic self, it just, there's so many benefits and it just, it really puts you in a different way of living and um, it's changed me completely as a person. I think once you really just tap into yourself and start honoring that person inside you, everything else kind of falls away and it's almost like this path gets open in front of you. Like you said, it's that shift in perspective and everything just looks beautiful. You can look out the window and see the tree branches and before they were just tree branches, but now they're just these like brilliant green Mm -hmm. tree branches and it sounds kind of like a little like, okay, she's on drugs or something, but (laughs) I think once you start seeing the beauty in yourself, you're able to see the beauty in everything else. Yeah, totally. I 100% agree with that. And my biggest, um, you know, kind of saying or quote, if you will, is you're either um, growing or you're learning. So, um, you know, life can be a, a beautiful journey or a really sad song, but it's really about what you choose. Mm-hmm. And everything's a choice. I say this to my eight-year-old son all the time. You can either choose to have a good day or you can choose to have a bad day. But in the end, it's always your choice. Yeah. That choice. And it's not always easy. I think that's something I really want to hit home, especially with this episode of like stepping into the things that you love. It's not going to be like rainbows and butterflies no. all the time. And like, I think a lot of people get scared because it's scary, but that's, if it's scary, that's almost good yeah. in a way because you're being pushed into a new territory yeah. Hard work is required, yeah. but it's like you're either going to do the hard work to get to a place you're aligned in. Like 
some days it's going to be harder to choose to see the good. And guess what? Sometimes you're not going to, but you're going to get to a point where like after maybe 10 days of choosing to have a bad day, you're going to have to sit down with yourself and say, okay, why am I choosing to have this bad day? It's like Groundhog's Day, right? (laughs) Over and over and over and over. (laughs) But I mean, once you've changed that perspective and you're making choices that feel good and are aligning to to your path and to your authentic self. And again, like you said, it's about growth and, and sometimes those growing pains. But um, once you've kind of got it, it is a lot easier. <laughs> totally. Like the second time I went through like a quote-unquote rock bottom, yeah. I, I was able to understand that this is a growing opportunity the first time I went through it was awful because I didn't understand that I was going to get out of it but the more you go through something and I think that comes with age the more you go through something the more you learn that the you on the other side of that is going to be a completely different person because that the growth is in the in the struggle and I think the Something that really kind of helped me switch that perspective, especially when I was going through my divorce, is I've come out of 100% of the traumas I've ever been through. Mm -hmm. I've come out of them. I've survived every single breakup. It it feels like you may die. Yeah. It really does. You are dying in a sense, though. Your rebirth, Something definitely has died. Yeah. It's like getting the death card in the tarot. Um. People are like, oh, I'm going to die. And you're like, no, no something's any, yeah, ending yeah. and something new is beginning. It's that um, it's that life cycle, basically. We're mm-hmm. going through a cycle and things... That's an exciting card to get sometimes. It is, it that yeah. Rebirth, growth, there's change. Exactly. People just get thrown off by that surface image. Yeah. And they don't dig deeper into the meanings. So for me, just knowing... It's like, oh, hell yeah, I have come out from every trauma, every breakup, every mountain I've climbed and Mm -hmm. I've come out of it. So I think just knowing that something like that won't last forever Mm -hmm. kind of gives you that hope and that inspiration to move forward. Yeah. There's always something that's going to happen, but it's how you react to it and how you choose to approach it that's going to make the difference of whether you're going to, you know, maybe have a little growing pains but kind of come out stronger or you're going to stay stuck in that painful place. Either way, you're going to have some pain, Mm -hmm. but it's up to you to decide whether you're going to have that relief and that um, wealth of knowledge after. You build and you gain knowledge, and I think that's what life's all about. So so where can people find you? So um, I'm on Facebook, I have a personal page, and I have a website, which is www.kristendepuisspiritualwellness, all one word, mm-hmm. at wibbly.com. Um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram as Kristen Dupuy, and I also have an Instagram for um, Kristen Dupuy Spiritual Wellness. Perfect. So I can. We'll put all that stuff. Yeah, down. absolutely. <laughs> I can. That's a lot of. It's a lot to take in, but yeah, I'm online. I'm on Instagram. Love it. So on the social medias. On the social medias. It's like a double-edged of... sword, really. Social media, like you just have to really curate it. And I actually have an episode that will come out before this episode on that. So. Ooh, I'm excited yeah. to learn more about that. Yeah, social media. It's a love-hate, it but. Is. Um, 
I think if it's used as a positive tool, then it can be such a beautiful thing. Exactly. Perfect. Well, that is a wonderful note to end this episode on. And thank you so much for taking the time. You're like my first true guest because my sister was my first (laughs) guest. And she's a a true guest, but it was like more like I'm her big sister. So I was like... You're doing this? You're doing this? Well, I'm honestly so honored that you thought of me and chose me to be quote-unquote your first guest yes. um I hope I didn't disappoint no, but no, um there's a wealth of knowledge you know I I always say to people in my um training sessions and stuff is take what you need and leave the rest so I hope if anybody is listening and um you know wants to resonate with certain things but doesn't with others that you take what you need and and leave the rest because you know, that's what life is. is 100%. You do you. Do what feels yeah, right for exactly. you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Picking the things that kind of resonate with you. So I am very honored to to have been a guest and yes. I really appreciate and it. And we'll do it again in a couple months or something. I would love when that. things have evolved and grown yes. and changed. Because yes. things are always changing. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, Thanks. thank you so much. And I guess this is it. Goodbye. <laughs> all right guys so that was my episode with Kristen. um as mentioned i have left all of her website social details in the show notes so if you're interested in connecting with her you can find that information there all right well until next week bye